Trey, what's going on, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. We we finally getting around to recording this. It's been so many games. It's like we, we can't even find a, a right schedule to, to to fit this in. But I'm so excited to be back. Obviously, um, man. There's so many. There's so many games I want to get into. So many things. I, and my mind is racing. Uh, I know you got a lot of things to say, so I, I'll let you. Actually, you know, I'll let. Yeah, you know, I'll let. I'll let you go. But before we even do that, if you're just listening in for the first time. Welcome to Interesting Enough. I'm Nolan Todd. He's Trey Samuel. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we hope you enjoy. Uh, we got a lot of basketball to get into, obviously, doing double time here on the way uh, to towards the end of the playoffs, towards the finals. Um, so like and subscribe. We're on social media. Uh, now that we got the pleasantries out the way, Trey, I know we were talking before we got on here. I know you, I had a lot of things I want to say, especially in terms of KD, things like that, but you had a question. Yeah, I did. Uh, my question is... Um... I'm going to answer it first because I'm just going to give you time to think about it. But uh, I was just curious, is there any player in the playoffs right now that you're just really disappointed in? Like a player that's just at the top of the list? And I'm going to give you mine first. And that's Ben Simmons. I mean, I guess we all knew Mm -hmm. that his, he didn't have the ability to shoot the basketball. We all, we all knew that um, offensively his game was limited. I mean, there's no, you know, denying that he's a good passer. I I wouldn't say great, but he's a good passer, but, other than that, he doesn't really provide much on the offensive end. But, I mean, it's just been kind of disappointing to see him. I mean, I had really high hopes for this Philadelphia team. I wasn't necessarily picking them to come out of the East, but I thought they could. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they could. But, I mean, they're struggling with this Atlanta Hawks team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hawks, you know, they're talented. I mean, Trey Young, I think he's a really good upcoming young player. But, I mean... They really shouldn't be taking this Philadelphia team in seven games. And I think a large part of that just is due to Ben Simmons' lack of ability to actually score the basketball. I mean, he, you know, he, I think he had five points tonight. Yeah, I, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that, that's a good choice. I, I, I got a player in the back of my head. I just want to adjust yours. The Ben Simmons thing is real. And, it, you know, the main thing is not even the – the shooting, right, in terms of, like, from the field, because we have that issue with Giannis, which we'll get into later, but Ben Simmons can't even – it's the free throws, right? It's the free throws that kills you. I mean, so, Trey, we were watching yeah. the game tonight, and we haven't really gone over it, and, you know, as presently recording this, you know, Philly's just tied to series, so it's going back to Philly for game seven. Um, you know, in game six, Ben Simmons was four for 14 from the free throw line. And if you saw it today and, – and, Trey, I know you watched the end of the game as well – you saw – I mean – it was to the point where Doc Rivers had to use timeouts and do things to 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 take him out for certain possessions, right? In terms yeah, he of like him offense out with for six defense. Left in the game. Right, right. But even then, remember if you saw in the last two minutes or like in the last minute and a half or so, he had to t- put him in for defense, and then if there was a dead ball, take him out for offense, right. so that just so they don't foul him and put in like Courtmonts or one of the, one of those guys in, and then back. I mean, it just becomes a whole thing. They even have to use a timeout, which it ended up being fine. But I noticed that that was their last timeout that they used. I mean, imagine a situation where Trey Young gets a four-point play and the game's down by one, and they, and they could have used that timeout, but they had to use that timeout because solely because of Ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, my point with, with the Ben Simmons thing is I, I don't think that they're – I agree with Stephen A. Smith. I've heard him say this. I, I don't think that they'll win a championship with Ben Simmons and Embiid together because I think what makes Ben Simmons great as far as what you'd have to do offensively is build a team kind of similar to Milwaukee, like Giannis, right? 
where he's got a bunch of shooters, four other guys on the court that can shoot, where you can play him down low and do different things, but you just can't do that when you have Embiid in the middle. And rightly so. I mean, Embiid Yeah, but Giannis is, can score at least. But I think Ben Simmons, okay, he can't score to the level of Giannis, but I think he can do score more than what he's obviously doing, which is obviously mainly your first complaint because you know that he can do a little bit more than what he's doing. But then also, let's be honest, and the way the league is, you know, pace and space, I mean, Ben Simmons can at least get you 15, 16. I think he already uh, probably have just 15 points a night now with Embiid. I mean, he, I think he could be a definitely a 20-point score just in the pain, even if he's bad at free throw shooting. So I just don't think that long-term this, this is going to work, but it's tough, um, you know, with those guys. But to answer your question directly, I would have – now, this is going to be interesting because one game can change a lot of narratives, right, like in the playoffs. And, I, you know – People that are listening into this pod, just pay attention to your feelings of, or just beware, I should say, when you watch playoff games. Like, you got to kind of stay even keel with these things because one guy could have a big game in one playoff game. And it's like, oh, he's the best thing in the world and he has one bad game. I mean, just look at the narrative that Giannis has changed from four days ago, right? It was like, oh, Giannis isn't guarding Kevin Durant. He isn't doing this and that. He's taking too many threes. What did he do the other night? He didn't shoot any threes. He attacked the basket. They won the game. And the narrative is a little different. But to answer your question, my answer remains to, you know, it can be fixed, but it's Chris Middleton. And for obvious reasons, right? One, I mean, Trey, I've been on this pod multiple times talking about he's compared to Devin Booker, right? And I, and I think you're wrong. Yeah, so, but, but it, it, to be honest, he's making me look wrong. And I, when I look up in my head, and I was talking to a few friends about this that listen in, so I, I, in my head, Devin Booker only has had one big playoff game. And that was game six versus the Lakers. But if you look at the numbers, theoretically, all of his numbers are up from the regular season. He's had some really good games. Chris Middleton, especially in this Brooklyn series. So and I count the Brooklyn series as like you're playing elite competition now, right? Like this isn't the, the beaten and battered down heat and stuff like that. Like this is elite competition. I mean, you, you're shooting like 30 something percent from the field and averaging like 14, 15 points. Like you can't be an elite player sometimes if you're elite. Like you got to be elite all the time. So. That part is scary to me. Now, he had a big game in game six, and it was at home, and, you know, he had 38 points or whatever it was. But, you know, we always talk about it. Role players play better at home. So the difference between Chris Middleton being a role player and a great player is, like, you got to play well in all situations on the road, right? On the road, at home, it don't matter. I don't care COVID. I don't care this and that. Like, you got to play big time. So I'm interested to see what he does in game seven, and if they do get past the series, how he performs the rest of the playoffs. So to me, it's been a little disappointing because I thought he took a step as a player but it's still kind of like you have those similar like feelings um, about him. Well, my, my issue with Chris Middleton, um, obviously I think you and I, we have different uh, kind of opinions of him to say the least. Right. And obviously, you know, you have a higher opinion of him. Um, you compared him to Devin Booker where I've never really thought he was that guy. I thought, you know, he was a, you could rely on him for like 15 points a game, but that's pretty much about it. And you know, to play some solid defense. Who Middleton or, yeah, Middleton. Yeah, but I mean, he's I mean, he's still a consistent 24, 25 point scorer, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Just based on the numbers, that, that was always my argument for people that haven't heard that argument before. It's just based on the numbers. He's just as good as Devin Booker. It just looks a different way. It's just and it's even more efficient. And but, yeah, but anyway, go ahead. But see, even then, OK, you're right. It's a little more efficient. and He looks that sort of way. But I've just never. I, I trust Devin Booker's game more, I guess, in a big game situation like if it's a game seven against a high quality team but my I question tr- is before to just to just to just to piggyback on that would you have said that 
I'm talking about what would your answer be like that before the playoffs? Like before you've seen Devin Booker in the playoffs? Because like to be fair. But, I, but I've always been on that train where I thought Devin Booker was a better player. I thought he just had a better handle, a better ability to get his shot off. Well, uh, well think, I'm talking about in big games. Because at a point before I mean, this, but we had never seen Devin Booker in the big game before. Right. Then. But I'm just saying, as far as his style of play is what I'm saying, I thought it would translate better okay. in a big game situation. Okay, okay. Now, I, I agree you. with you. Yeah, we had never saw him in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. And so far, you know, so good. I mean, to be fair, so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. I mean, I guess I'm going to dive into another topic real quick. I'm going to kind of diverge a little bit. But I think a lot of uh, a lot as well about Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns in general, and I'm not holding this against them, but I think they just um, they benefited from a lot uh, playing a lot of injured teams or a lot of teams that aren't really wearing it, you know, mm. the best of their ability. Obviously, with the Lakers, you know, Anthony Davis being out and then Caruso and some other players, you know, LeBron kind of being injured. That hindered them when they played Denver. Obviously, Jamal Murray, that's a big missing piece. And then Michael Porter had to deal with back issues, and he wasn't 100% even when he did play in that series. So I'm I'm saying I'm not trying to take anything away from them because I think you have to, you know, make the most of uh, the team that you're playing against. If that team's injured, that's, you know – there's nothing wrong with that. That's the team you're going against. So you have to go out there and win. But um, I think they caught a lot of breaks as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, but you can say that about a lot of, of, of playoffs. So I, I, the injury thing is you got to play. And gotta, again, I'm not that, – yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not holding that against. I'm just saying I think that's why Devin Booker and some other players might have looked better as far as Phoenix goes. Yeah, no, no, and I agree with that. I mean – it's unfortunate that, you know, we'll talk about some of the injuries, but it's unfortunate how some of the injuries have just ravished the playoffs. But, um, you know, I'm interested to see how Middleton and Booker respond. So, I mean, it's going to be big time. And, like, this thing is definitely an interesting thing there. Now, one of the things I did want to talk about since we're talking about Brooklyn, I mean, the impact of obviously we know Kyrie Irving has been out with the injuries. Harden is back, but he's not really 100% back. I mean, wh- what are you feeling about for game seven? Because, you know, we saw Kevin Durant. Well, first of all, actually, that just reminded me because we haven't talked since Kevin Durant exploded, right? Yeah. Yeah. So can you finally, I don't know if you've, can we finally just get over this Kevin Durant's best player in the league, right? Yeah. I mean, again, when I was saying that, I mean, when, we, when people argued that last year, I mean, I thought it was LeBron. And a year before that, I thought, you know, might've been Kawhi, maybe LeBron before he got injured, but I still thought it was um, up in the air. But this year, you know, at this point, yeah, I don't have any issues saying that. Here's, if my, here's me, my thing. If you would have asked me four or five months ago, hold it, before LeBron mm. got his ankle injured, you know, I might have been like, eh, it is some debate. But right now, at this point, yeah, I don't have any issues saying that. But this is my thing. It's like, I, first of all, I don't ever want to hear Durant's best, but like Durant has been the best player in the league for like at least the last three years. Like th- th- this, this idea that he hasn't because we've been like prisoners at a moment. But he didn't even play last year. So how, is, how is he the best player last year? Okay, let's let's do the caveat. No, no, no I'm not. When he's one healthy, one health. No, one healthy. Yes, one healthy. So okay, you take out one year before he had the injury, he was still the best player two years in a row before that. Like let, let's just call this what it is. When you See, watch, but then that's hard to say, now, Nola. No, it's I mean, not. No, no, no. But I'm saying that you remember that 2018 playoff, I mean LeBron playoff run, when he had like three game winners in that playoff. You mean you mean when he went to the finals and lost to who? Okay, yeah, he lost to a way better team. Who did he have in his team? No, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. Who was his matchup? Who's his direct matchup? Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. His, his direct matchup was KD. But then right. basketball is hold on, hold on. Basketball is a game of five people. Oh, uh, here five we people. go. No, now no, no. Basketball is a game of five people. This is okay. 
I'm yeah, gonna say, so hold on, hold on. Let me finish this real quick. I'm gonna be, I'm not gonna be short on this. I'm not gonna go long. But I expect KD to win. We had Draymond Curry and Eagle Dollar and all these other players in the court with you. Mm-hmm. LeBron didn't have anybody, you know, even inching at that level. Okay, and you I, know that. Okay, no, and that's fair. But I'll put it in perspective. So let me take that part out of it. Yeah, obviously that you know Durant's team was better, and LeBron, you know, he got swept, and his team just wasn't very good. And then he came out with the cast and you know had to do the lebron dramatics because we need because <laughs> we needed to know that your hand was hurting now that the series is over to give you a, yeah yeah he was doing the most he was doing the most. yeah Come on. but what i will say is if you're just talking about just basketball like there's nothing that lebron does better on the basketball court than kevin durant besides passing that's the uh, currently like in and, and or so today and i would say in a, in a good three or four year span so th- that's my whole point when it comes to like I know, like, it's okay to relinquish that and to acknowledge that Kevin Durant has been a better player than LeBron in the past two or four years. He's been and the best I, player in the league. And I think but, he made but, a great but, point right there. And it doesn't take away from LeBron's legacy. And I know it's when I say that, to, not to you, but sometimes people take that as, you know, so he can't because LeBron's like, no, I'm not taking away from his legacy. The dude was the best player in the league for over a decade. So, like, he's had it. I'm not saying he's never had it. I'm just saying, like, there's a, there was a point where I looked at Kevin Durant and was like, yeah, he's, I think he's better. And like I like the, the way you worded that. I mean, that was a good argument you put forward there, and I can kind of agree with you. I think the the issue with Kevin Durant was that because he went to Golden State, and obviously I don't want to you know rehash that old story, but you know, right? Because they were so great before him and the players they had, it was just really hard to judge how good it got Kevin clouded. Durant was. I got, yeah, clouded. got clouded. I agree. I agree. And I mean, I think let's say he was still at OKC. Let's just do a hypothetical real quick. I think we would all unanimously say he was the best player in the league. I don't yeah, think possibly. we have an issue with that because it, it would be easier to see. His numbers would even be better, but it got so clouded because you remember now LeBron, when he went to Miami, he got clouded too, just how great he was. No, nah, see, so, but this is the thing. LeBron didn't get clouded as being the best player. Like we still all knew he was the best player. The unfortunate thing about the, and I, you know, I won't get too long, long with on this, but the unfortunate thing about it is, is like, we have this thing where it's like we hold certain things against guys and it's like, okay, so Kevin Durant went to Golden State. So like, I don't care what he does on the court because he's playing with those great players. We just, you know, he cannot be the best because he's playing with people that are good. Like, and that's just simply not yeah, stupid. true. And, but yeah, but I think stupid. a lot of people end up doing that, whether they even realize it or not. They're just like, okay, he cannot be this just because he's with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's not a thing. Like I granted, do I think it makes his, uh, chance to win the championship a lot greater yes do i think it makes it a lot easier yes like all these things are true but in terms of just him as a basketball player i just think at a certain point he's just been better and and, and that comes along with lebron getting older and him not playing as good defense and kevin kevin Durant elevating defensively right like so all those things come into account so that's usually my thing on it but at the end of the day kd was kd he had a big game he saved them and this is he probably had you know and we've heard some people talk about this. Katie probably hasn't had a signature game in his career, like where you just think on instantly think of it. Like you think LeBron game six, Boston, or, you know, in Detroit when he scored 20 points. In a, so you like, he doesn't really have that game because he's just so like even keel consistent, but this might be one of those ones like legacy games. So that's really cool for him, but I'm still conflicted about game seven. I don't know who you got, but there's a part of me that if James Harden isn't right, and we know Kyrie's already out. He's going to be out. It's like the Bucks should still win this game, right? They should. But, I mean, the Bucks. I mean, I know I was talking to you and Jesse, I think, the other night. I was texting you guys. Mm-hmm. And I said it then. 
even in that win, the Bucks didn't show me anything to make me believe they're definitely going to win Game Seven. Right. And I just, I'm just like, okay, Kyrie's out. Harden is at best fifty percent. And Durant, I mean, he's the only guy on there that's really, you know, really a threat to score off the dribble, off the dribble. And I mean, the Bucks sitting there struggling with this next team like this. And I mean, the, they're the Bucks. We really said they were championship of bust. Didn't we say that at the beginning of the year? We did, yeah. And now you can't beat this little raggedy team. And I'm, I'm only calling them raggedy because <laughs> I know so what you mean. Injury wise, yeah. And oh, so I, I mean, I'm just really disappointed in Giannis too. That's another player I'm disappointed in. I mean, shooting all those threes. But 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 to be fair, narratives have changed because he had a great uh, game yesterday. And here and he did, my, but he got to you know he got to finish this because that narrative hasn't changed yeah, yet. You're he right. No, I agree. It. He's got to finish it. But at the same time, especially because the Brooklyn team is being hobbled, I think if the Brooklyn team's at full strength, you, I, I mean, how much could you really hold? You wouldn't hold it against him if he was full. Yeah, strength. if you he lost, okay. to, yeah, if you lost to those three guys. But yeah, here's what I will say: if you were saying something that they should take away, or you don't know. Oh, they could take away one thing for sure. If Giannis goes attacked downhill and just makes his mind up that he is not settling for nothing, he took one jump shot yesterday, Trey. One jump shot, and it was a mid range. He did not take any jump shot. If he makes up his mind. Brooklyn has no answer for that. Like, there's just no, like, there's not a thing. Like, it'll just be a situation where he's going to either go to the free throw line and have to make or miss free throws, or he's still going to dunk on people, and then he, people are going to have to open shots. But it ain't really like they have, there's, like, a real answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a guy to guard that. There's not – I mean, dude, these guys are retreating. Jeff Green was retreating the other night, and he still got – he's still so long that he got by him and got a bucket. So it's like that's one thing if he comes out with that mindset to attack. Now, you'll know early on with Giannis, because you know how it is with Giannis, and he's my guy. But, you know, they can bait him into what I call I call the pride shots. You know, pride charts are the ones that, like, a guy's backing up off you because you can't shoot. And you're like, no, nah, I don't care what you're talking about. Like, I'm about to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can shoot. He like, needs to suck their pride yeah. up and just try to win. And he did that in game six. But he needed but to if he starts seven. taking those pride – and when I say pride shots, it's got to be those. Now, if he just takes one where, you know, end of the shot clock or he catches and shoots it, it's a wide open in rhythm. Those are fine. Make or miss those, you kind of live with those. He don't even but I'm need to talking about wide open. Yeah, but I'm talking about the ones where he's coming up the court dribbling the ball, and Blake Griffin's at the free throw line. And he's staring at Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's staring back at him. He's looking at the rim, and he's like, "Oh, you really about to do this to me? You really about to? Okay, I'm about to shoot." Like he saw that in Game Six, he was like, "Oh, you're gonna do that to me? I'm about to shoot it." Nah, I'm not. I'm actually about to still go downhill, and like that's the difference. So I don't know what Giannis will get. I'm, I I don't know. So I, I don't even want to predict that one yet. That that one's so up in the air. Um, I mean, that yeah, that's just so up in the air. I'm not I'm not even sure how to predict there. But I mean, there's there's been so many NBA you know topics going on. I, I kind of want to touch a little bit around the league, um, you know, outside the playoffs for a second here. All right, yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, the topics have been dominating the playoffs, and we you know we've touched a lot about about the uh, different series that's been going on. But man. What's happened in the NBA the last 48 hours, Trey? Because not only guys getting hurt, coaches getting canned, GMs getting canned, Luka wants to leave, Zion wants to leave, and it's a lot of stuff going on. Kemba got traded today. So the first thing I want to say is I want to touch on Zion. That's what I want to touch on. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to avoid it. I got to touch on Zion. Okay, so this the Zion story might be my favorite story. For, and for those who haven't heard, um, there's been a report that Zion's family members have come out and basically say, Hey, he's not, or, you know, they want him out of new Orleans or not getting him help X, Y, Z. 
here's here's my here's my here's my simple take on that. If I'm if I'm David Griffin, the GM, I'm like, great, congratulations. Everyone's family members always think that there's something else that something somebody else can do for them. This doesn't change anything for me. Now, unless Zion is saying that specifically, which from all accounts we haven't heard that, and we all know we all have, look. I can tell you right now, it doesn't matter what I do. I can have an auntie, uncle that's going to tell me that I should be doing this instead of that. Like that—that's just the—that's just the reality. And so see, you have a great point, but I think what David Griffin's afraid of is that the fact that okay, Zion actually does start to internalize this stuff, and then he says, you know what? I'm not going to sign this five-year max extension, this rookie max extension. You know, I'm just going to take this qualifying offer and then leave. That's not happening. Here, I mean, yeah, it, it's. I doubt it, but I'm just saying that's, I think that's just what he's afraid of, but I doubt it. Like you said. Yeah. But those rookies are rarely ever turning that down. We know that this is generational. I mean, it has, it's never happened. Yeah. It's never happened. Right. So like that, I think we got to worry about that down the road, but I I understand what you mean. I mean, especially just planting a seed, you know what I mean? You want to make sure, but look, I'm not really, it's not too big of a concern. If I'm new Orleans, like let's get concerned about like, uh, how about Zion individually getting better? Cause he's still got a bunch of holes in his game. Yeah, about getting in be- defense. Um, how about getting in better shape? There's a lot of things. I mean, I don't want to be the guy attacking Zion because he's great, but there's a lot of things that he could be working on individually. Still got Brandon Ingram, who's still an excellent player, borderline all-star guy. You know, they got some good pieces and you can make moves. Um, so I, I'm not really too concerned with that. That's you know, the Luca thing, that's a non-story to me. Luca's not going anywhere. Is it a non-story? Because hear hear me out. Mark Cuban is not letting it. We both know he's not letting that happen. Yeah. Luke is kind of he was disgruntled with your past coach. With Carlisle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what some of the reports are. I mean, I'm not going to say he's, it was to the point where Luca was demanding a trade. Well, like that. I'm, not gonna say, not. I'm not going to say it was a Rondo and Carlisle situation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, he was still, there was some friction there, at least. Right. He did like the past GM, the GM that was quit or got fired, however you want to frame it. And then the guy that's supposedly taken over kind of is a shadow GM, not really officially by title, but has a lot of power. Luca has been known to have some kind of, I guess, friction is the word I'm going to stick with, mm-hmm. with this person. I, I just don't know if you want to keep pissing off, you know, your best young stars. Well, you don't. I mean, obviously you do not want that to happen, but at the same time, he's getting that money, right? Oh, no, so he's... You, you got that time to do that. But does if, that matter? If, no, if we're just... Well, I mean, it, it matters in the way of if he gets his extension, right? I mean, even if we go the Anthony Davis route and Harden and yeah. demand a trade a few years, you still exactly. that still buys you a few years into the deal before you're even seeing that, right? Because you remember, you still got time to put pieces around him. Look, Mark Cuban will give this guy a whole share of the team before he lets Luca go. Like he is not letting that happen. And he will hire whatever coach Luca. It's gonna be a. You know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be a Damian Lillard situation. What coach do you want? Cause that's what we're gonna get. Damon Lillard, he wants Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd don't want to go there for whatever reason, and and you know some back forth. This and that, fine. What does he want? There's some talks about Chauncey Billups and some other guys. If he wants him, that's what we get. In. That's how you start, right? Then you gotta start with the pieces. If Porzingis is complaining, he doesn't want, doesn't get touched, this and that. He's out of here, Luca. We don't gotta worry about it. We're not. But even no, you can't even try Porzingis. You can't even try Porzingis right now. We'll, we'll find a way. When, if there's a will, there's a way. You can be gone. It, it, nobody's untradeable. Does he have a no trade clause? No. Ain't nobody touching Porzingis. I bet okay. Okay, see, we'll flip him for a for a, a, 25, well, a look, 20, 25th pick. Okay, see, I get anybody. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. See, we would get, <laughs> would, yeah, for a first round pick, they'd get me. I mean, it's just ri- ridiculous. So, like, I, I think that the Luca thing, I'm not, I would say on a scale, in a vacuum, I would be more concerned if I was New Orleans than I would be Dallas. Dallas is stable. Dallas has won a championship. They got Mark Cuban, who's, you know, a certified uh, owner that, you know, a lot of players like. Um, they got, you know, it's a solid franchise. New Orleans, I mean, uh, New Orleans may be an expansion team in a few years, for they one. might be. See, I'm, 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 I'm on the opposite side with you. I agree with you. Like, New Orleans is, a, I guess, a far worse franchise or organization compared to the Mavericks. But you know how I was saying that I think New Orleans is kind of afraid that Zion might not take that max extension? Right. I think Zion will because obviously, you know, his injury history and whatnot. Yeah, you got you got to take the money. You got to take the money. You got to take the money. Yeah. If anybody, I'm just saying, if anybody's going to bet on himself, I can see it being Luka because, first of all, Luka doesn't have that long injury history like Zion does. And second of all, I don't care if Luka tore his Achilles next year. I'm, I mean, I'm not hoping that for him. Right. He's still going to get that max extension from somebody. Yeah. Period. So I could see him possibly, if anybody was going to do it, being the one to say, hey, I'm not going to take this max extension and I'm going to take my talents as- elsewhere. But And here's one point I want to make to that as well. So if you're a Luca, if you're a Zion, there's really no incentive not to take the extension. And if you still want to go out, just force your way out like Anthony Davis and James Harden and whoever else has done it. It's proven to work. Like it's li- like th- this has been a proven system at this point where owners are complaining about the players having too much leverage. When the player wants to go, he's going to go. Like So you might as well get your money, and then you could just force your way out. Yeah, it may be harder. But- and here's the, the – the, the, and I'm not advocating for players to do this, but I'm saying if Luca or Zion gets their money, right, and they play another year or two, you know, just not working out. The team's not great. Now you can see a little bit more of the landscape of the league, see who are some of the, the better teams, start coordinating. You know, let's, let's be honest. Start tampering in the background. We know how it is. Coordinated with guys that you want to play with. And then you just force your way out and you get there. James Harden has, runs, has the runs with James, with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and some of these other guys are like, Oh, I like this this pickup game. We should actually play together. Like, okay, well, we actually kind of make this work. Just budge your way out. Like I'm telling you, like it's forging these relationships. And and we we hear the stories all the time. Guys are forging these relationships at all-star games and all-star break and stuff like that. So I would say you'd wait because even if you're a Zion or Luca, right? Let's say you want to leave this year, next year, to go where? You know what I mean? You, at this point, you might as well play a few years, let Kevin Durant and LeBron James really age out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like really get up out of here. Where then it's like, okay, because let's just call it what it is, Trey, and I'll end it there. Zion and Luka, they could team up on a team for all I care. They still not beating the team with Durant, Kyrie, and uh, James Harden healthy. They still no. not beating LeBron James and Anthony Davis healthy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's not even an incentive to do that right now. These guys are 22, 23 years old. By the time you get 24, 25 in your prime, Luka and Zion got bigger things to worry about. These guys can both stand to get in better shape and – and improve holes in their game. So I don't think it's something that they should be. Hopefully it's not something that they're too concerned about in the off season. So, um, you know, I definitely want to, you know, touch on the Clipper series. I know they're actually playing right now. Um, the quiet thing is big, Trey. The quiet thing is big, the injuries and not just that he's a free agent. I mean, that's big. And I know we were talking about, it. I was like, man, it'd be a chance, maybe the heat or something like that. Or, you know, obviously my wildest dreams, but 
how big is that? And then how big is Paul George's, you know, impact? Because he, he playoff P showed up. You know, everybody talked about playoff P showed up in game five. Well, to answer the first question, um, I think Kawhi's injury is um, undoubtedly huge. I mean, right now um, they're playing against the Utah Jazz, as you mentioned, and the Jazz are up by 20 in large part because Kawhi is not there. Um, free agency wise, I think he's going to resign with the Clippers. Um, how many teams really touch Kawhi at this point? And mm. I, listen, he looks like he could possibly be the best player in the world. Like, you know, you were saying at that times. about Durant. Yeah, at times. Mm. I'm saying I think Kawhi has an argument to be made. But it's just for how long can he sustain that? Because obviously, you know, again, he said he has a degenerative knee disease or knee issue, if you believe that. And Is that what he you, said? Well, that's what's come out. I shouldn't say he said it, but it's come out about him. And you're talking about since the, the recent injury? No, since the Spurs. Oh, since from the Spurs. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It. That's they were saying that's why he can't play uh, for long periods because he has some kind of degenerative knee disease or knee issue, I should say. But I now, thought, again, see, that's confusing me because I thought he had the issue. I thought it was the whole quad thing, and I don't know. But anyway, see, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you believe that, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm right, not we gonna don't know. That's just, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. But that's what's being said. And now he's having other leg issues. So I'm like, it's still kind of worrisome. Yeah, but not? here's the. It is, but here's the thing. If you're a certain team that's trying to contend for real, if you got a chance to get one of the five best players in the league, that's the only way you can win a championship, right? Like, you can't win a championship. I mean, the Heat had a Jimmy Butler who's a top 15 player in the league and top 10 at best at his best, right? And yeah. they can't win a championship with that. That's his best, their best player. And that's saying a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jimmy Butler is a, is a great player. but They can't? Not not as presently constructed when because, they were just in the finals last. Year. I mean, I'm just saying that's saying a lot now. Well, yeah, but then they also just got swept. So, I, I mean, obviously it's a different year, different things. You lost Jay Crowder, yeah, you lost some guys. But at the end of the day, you can't compete with teams that are pulling out Kevin Durant or LeBron James or Giannis. Like, or no, we beat Giannis, so I shouldn't say that. So Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, like. And even even a Steph Curry led team, you know, if he's got the, the the guys back. So like when you have when you're playing against guys at top five in the league, like you you, you can't just have just a one top fifteen guy. Like you can't just have a Jimmy Butler. You got to have a Jimmy Butler with, um, you know, for sake argument, like a Paul George. Or, you know, you got to have somebody else. So at the end of the day, yes, I would still take a flyer if I was Kawhi, if I was the Heat or any team, whatever. Even if it means. You saw, you know, he's there for three years and you only got one good year, man. You, that one good year could be a championship. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's worth it. Like that's worth it to a contending team. So yeah, but no, but it is worrisome. Um, I mean, I think for the Clippers, you know, it's definitely unfortunate, you know, obviously we could say what we want all day on this pod, but you know, we all want to see all the stars play, right? Like that's been the most disappointing thing that thus far, you know, I want to see Jamal Murray. I want to see Kawhi. I want to see Anthony Davis and LeBron healthy. I want you know what I mean? Because it just gives you better games. Kyrie, that was unfortunate, right? Harden, I mean. So that's going to dilute it. But forget all that because I actually want to bring up something with Chris Paul. And obviously, you know, Chris Paul's been playing great. I'm so happy for him. He's my guy. And, um, you know, he's in COVID protocols right now. We don't know what that necessarily means. They always keep that very vague. Um, I don't know if it's like he actually has COVID or if he's just like around or tracing. But Trey, why, why is it why is Chris Paul on COVID protocols and LeBron James wasn't? 
let's, let's just let's just let's just nip this well, by here. No, 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 no. But that's, it's different oh, from well, what's been reported. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron James went to a party. Okay, but what from what's been reported, Chris Paul was actually in close contact with somebody that actually had COVID nineteen. How would we know that LeBron James wasn't? He was at a party. But that's the thing. That's the thing. We don't know, but we do know that with Chris Paul. Now you so can say the, that's unfair. So to someone agree, got but... te- so someone got tested and they found out they were positive. Yeah, pretty much. So how did the league find out? See, I don't know that part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I don't know the I don't know all the details, but of course they're not gonna, you know, diverge that information. Yeah, because who's snitching? I'm like, bro, this is a conference, this is a conference finals. Like if you got tested, if it, if it was somebody random cousin and you got tested positive for COVID, don't like just have any business. But I mean, it's not even snitch. It could be like his son got COVID. Like, I'm just using that as an example. Right, right, right. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it could be something like that. At that nature, and obviously you can't hide that. At the end of the day, LeBron could have been in close. Could have had whole COVID, and the league he was could still have. We just didn't have any yeah. proof that he did. Well, Adam Silver would have been like, "That's fine. He's still gonna play." So. That's my whole thing. Listen, Adam Silver has lost enough stars in his playoffs. I don't think he need to add to that list. He hasn't lost any stars. Oh, oh, you, oh, you mean the star players? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, talking yeah. about star players. Like, I'm, I don't, I don't think he needs to add to that list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just unfortunate. But I mean, I hope he gets back because, you know, like we were saying, I look, I love Donovan Mitchell, and you know my theory about him coming to the Heat. But yeah, I'm not really trying to watch a Utah and Atlanta finals. Oh, I'm not. Right? Like, like he's not even trying. I'm not. So, I mean, at this point, I was hoping for the Clippers. I said in the last spot, I was hoping for the Clippers just because of the star power. I want to see Kawhi play the Brooklyn or something like that. But at this point, these guys' stars are going left and right. I mean, you know, I, maybe maybe Phoenix. You know, that'd be awesome to see Chris Paul get in. And then, you know, in the, in the East, if, you, if Brooklyn, you know. But Giannis is a star power too, so. Yeah, but see, my thing with Giannis, again, they just – they're so bad. <laughs> like, well, I don't even know if that's the correct word. I don't want to say bad, but it's just not. Well, here's what I'll say. I, I can see them I... going. I can see them getting in the finals and losing 4-0. Like, just getting swept. No, nah, Giannis isn't going to let them get swept. Mm, did you not see that Miami series last year? Nah, he's. yeah, I did, but he, they didn't get swept. They won one game? <laughs> they won one game. They won, yeah. Hey, they didn't get swept. It's not a sweep. Hey, but look, Giannis not look. Giannis is a. I was actually talking to somebody about this. You know, they were making an argument that Giannis isn't a top ten player in the NBA, which is wild. No, I'm not saying all that now. Yeah, so I think when you have a top ten player in the league, I think he's like top seven easily. I, mean, I, I, I made straight. an argument top five. I don't think he's in the top. And this is coming a lot for me. When we started this podcast, I said he was the best player in the league. So I was a whole prisoner of the moment. But I, I, there's, I just can't put him in a five right now. The reason I say five, maybe I'm being prisoner in a moment too. But is LeBron still top five? Yeah, LeBron's got to be still top five. I mean, even even I will say that being the self proclaimed LeBron here, LeBron's got to be top five. And you know, I'm the biggest LeBron fan. But if somebody said LeBron's like sixth or seventh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue too much with him. Nah, man, LeBron's. I mean, okay, hold up. Yeah, yeah, Harden. When healthy, no, obviously. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, we're just I, not gonna agree. So, no, no, no. I mean, I, I can give you a short list right now. It's Kevin, like in no order, Kevin Durant. I'll give you LeBron, Kawhi, Steph Curry. I'll take Curry over Harden in terms of this top five. And I and give me Jokic. 
But see, I wasn't putting him in order. I'm just saying guys I, I could see being above uh, LeBron. Oh, I'm not putting Harden above LeBron. I, I just can't put Harden above LeBron. Yeah, because I'm thinking totality. LeBron does show up when it's playoff time and get the job done. We've, that is yet to be determined for James Harden. And I know he's got the injuries and stuff right now, so I'm not, you know, nothing against him right at the moment. But let's just call it what it is. LeBron does show up when it's, when it's time. You know what I mean? So, you know, call it what it is. But and Curry's and Curry showed up when it's time, too. I know he hasn't been as clutch as some other guys, but, you know. I mean, I think that's a pretty solid five. I think so, too. But I, I just still... And again, this is from a LeBron, you know, super fan. Yeah. I just see the argument being made that, you know, he's not top five quite anymore. But who knows? Because you know, like we said that in 2018, no, 2019, I'm sorry, when he came off of that hamstring injury. And then, you know, the next year he's raising the um the trophy again. Then he was right back, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I could be saying all this now and then. A few months really from now. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, yeah. I was saying, I mean, Giannis, thank you so much for you know, being the guy you are and I called you the best friend in the league. I don't know. But no, I was doing you're there. wrong with that one. Yeah. So um one thing I did want to touch on, you know, obviously today just some news and notes, Kemba Walker did get traded. And I know we've talked about the Celtics um and how Danny Age hasn't traded in some chips and this and that. I mean, Trey, we, we I I want to give us some credit because we called this out early. Not the Kemba Walker trade. We called this out early, I think last sometime last year, we were just like yeah, the Celtics missed their window. Like, yeah. their window, and I know we were all talking about the young guys, and, oh, they got Brown and Tatum, and they're good, and they're building for the future. And I'm like, yo, you've been in the, the conference finals, like, what is it, like, three to four, three of the last four years, or four of the last five, or something like that, they've been in the conference finals. Yo, you got to crack through at some point and get in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I know they played LeBron for a bunch of those. You know, they played the Heat. So, they played some really good teams that were theoretically better. But the Celtics run, man, and Kemba, you know, that's gonna be one of these things when you look back on, you know, Michael Jordan's got a lot of criticism as as a um, as a what is he a owner or whatever, but man, I mean, him trading Kemba Walker and getting Terry Rozier for less money and he's now better than Kemba Walker as of today, I mean, that's that, that's a highway robbery, and and I I, I w- I'm thinking that maybe Jordan or some people in that organization maybe had some hints about Kemba Walker's you know knee issues. But I don't I, even think it was just that. But I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he's a six foot, maybe even five. But, but when he's healthy, even in Boston, he's guard. played really well. Well, wow, but yeah, healthy. but he's a smaller guard is aging. And mo- most of the times you don't see smaller guards age that well. I mean, I know Chris Paul, you know, he's an anomaly, but Chris Paul is one of the greatest players to ever played the game. Right. So, I mean, like, let's take that with a grain of salt. Most times smaller guards don't age that well. And and, I think- and, and, and hold on, to be fair. He's had his fair share of injuries too. So yeah, you know he I mean? has, he's had his fair share of injuries. So I know we always say you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think looking back at it, you know there were some tell, I mean some tall tale signs that obviously this might not work out like we wanted to. I think mm-hmm. we just kind of wanted to be. Oh well, a lot of people, you know, you and I were kind of agreeing on it, but a lot of people wanted to be kind of optimistic about it. But I think there were some larger signs to say, hey, this might not work. Yeah, I mean. I just don't know where Boston goes from here. I mean, you know, or actually, really, the main thing is his Kemba. I would say that's interesting to see where he's going to end up. There's obviously he's not going to be playing for Oklahoma City. They're just going to try to flip him for, and how many, I don't know how many picks Sam Presti wants at this point. But <laughs> like, I don't know. How, at some point, I'm but I mean, concerned. I think they're going to. I think he might play there because I mean, are you going to get picks for Kemba? Like, what do you what do you get from for Kemba? I mean, I think he can. 
I mean, it's one of those things just like, okay, you give him a first-round pick. I mean, it can't be a high pick, obviously. Yeah. But he, he certainly can't – you wouldn't trade him for a second-round pick because you're like, okay, this is still but Kemba see, even Walker. Even a first-round pick, I mean, you know, he's got like $30 million, I think, for like the next two years. Like, does he get that? I mean, I, like, I just don't – I don't know. Yeah, his value is tough. You're right. He may have to play to play his value. He may yeah. have to do one of those situations and then maybe get – because best-case scenario for him, he plays, plays his value – has a great first half of the year and maybe gets traded at the break. Yeah. You know, we're forecasting here, but like, that's like a really good, like a Kyle Lowry situation this year where he, I know he didn't get traded, but like he just played pretty well. Yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. He just played pretty well. Where it's like, okay, he can get traded, which, you know, he may be a guy that may end up being on the heat when it's all said and done this next, this off season. Um, when we do all this moving around, but um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's going to be interesting. I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, watch the end of the playoffs there. But how about some of these coaches, man? I mean, now we got some big coaching vacancies. You know, Scott Brooks is out in in uh, Washington. You know, Van Gundy's out. Of course, you know, I got to, you know, I got to be the guy that states it. You know, certain coaches, when they're getting let out, it's just they part of ways. But when certain coaches look like me, they get fired. <laughs> I was, always find that narrative very funny to see on TV, uh, how it's worded differently when they look a little different. But which one's the most surprising to you? Um, I think the most surprising one to me, I want to say, I mean, this coach uh, quit, but I think it's just a Rick Carlisle one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one just caught me off guard. Obviously, Van Gundy, um, we saw that his team struggled, especially in the defensive end this year. I was kind of surprised by how quick he was let go, but, I mean, obviously, you know, we saw some smoke there, and where there's smoke, you know, there's possibly there's a fire right there. Yep. But um, the Rick Carlisle one, again, you know, he's won his championship with the Mavericks. Obviously, it was, it was a decade ago, so it wasn't like it was just right around the corner. But, I mean, you know, he still had a lot amount, a large amount of success um, there. Obviously, Luka Doncic, uh, he's become, become a great young player under his tutelage. And I was just surprised, you know, obviously, I wasn't aware of some of these uh, friction or some of these issues he had with the front office and uh, with his... So way players. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to way later. So, I mean... Now that I hear some of that information, I can kind of see it. But it, uh, when it happened, I was surprised. Yeah, and, and when you're speaking of the Rick Carlisle thing, I know we've talked about it too. I mean, even the Mags have made some key key struggles, I mean, in terms of their roster. Like, we talked about it before. I mean, Steph – look at that. I almost said Steph Curry. Seth Curry has been balling in Philly, right? And they had him on the roster. I mean, I'm not saying they, they would have won the series, but how different would this series – have been easier offensively. And we talked about some of the Maverick struggles offensively besides just, you know, Luca kicking it to Dorian Finney-Smith or something like that. If you have a Seth Curry out there to space the, space the floor, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that would have made a big difference. And they traded him to get Josh Richardson because Josh Richardson was supposed to help defensively and shoot. Turns out, Josh Richardson is my guy. He's played for the Heat. Turns out he's not really doing either great right now. So, it, it just, you know, some of those things. And I think Rick Carlisle, you know, he, he like you said, he may have had some issues with Luca, So, we don't know where that is, but I, I was I was hearing stuff that you know he's interested to get really back into coaching right away, which makes it you know believe that yeah there must have been something going on that he's just not happy where that's going to go forward, um, and you know we'll see where that goes there. You know Stan is Stan is Stan, right? So yeah, I think his career is bad uh, as far as coaching goes. Look, I love Stan. What was he on ESPN or wherever it was? He can just come back and do his thing there. But Stan, you know these rigorous two a day practices and these things he's doing, these young guys <laughs> just don't have time for it. Stan, like. They just don't have time for it. And look, usually coaches don't get fired after their first year, right? You know, usually you get a run to do it. But let me tell you something. David Griffin is like, yo, we have Zion Williamson. I do not have time to be playing around with this guy. And like, 
wasting two or three years of his career with a coach that like isn't going to necessarily do the best thing for him. No, and I think David Griffin knows he's on a hot seat as well. Right. Obviously, I mean, you just went through um, Alvin Gentry before that, and now, you know, Van Guy, you can't just keep going through coaches. You know, you're not going to get a, a good coach that's going to uh, want to go there. They know they only have a year, and then they're going to be fired. And I think uh, some of the pressure starting to mount on David Griffin, obviously because of his team construction, it just wasn't, you know, well done. Obviously, mm-hmm. they don't have any defensive defensive anchors. Um, their defense is poor, to say the least. And then even offensively, you know, Brandon Ingram, you know, he's a special player in Zion Wilson. He's a special player, but it doesn't look like they play that well together. Right. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting to see moving forward. And, of course, I, I will state, you know, on the way out here, um, if Doc Rivers loses in this game seven, Trey. Hey. Doc Rivers could be gone. Yeah, I mean. Um, Budenhoser can be gone if the yeah, Bucks lose. Look, don't, don't even – so we don't have enough time in this podcast to talk about Budenhoser. I mean, the fact that we talked about Kevin Durant, the fact that he didn't even throw a double team out there is just ridiculous to begin or the with. The fact that they didn't attack James Harden, who's playing with one. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. No, we're not even going to go there. Yeah, that's neither. Yeah, I was about to say, that is neither here nor there. So um, before we get out of here, I did, I did want to mention, obviously, you know, um, something non sports that was big in the world, um, you know, Juneteenth, right? So, you know, we saw that it's officially a national holiday. Um, obviously, it's something that, we feel that's long overdue. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity, Trey, if you had any remarks on that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy and surprised to see it's a federal holiday now. Um, again, you know, I have to admit myself, you know, I just kind of first heard Juneteenth maybe five years ago at the most. Uh, so it's kind of uh, a new <laughs> holiday to me, too. <laughs> and I can't say that's a good thing, but um, obviously, you know, I'm learning a lot about it. And, um, I'm happy to see it's becoming a federal holiday and hope it becomes a state holiday as well. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of like it being Emancipation Day and stuff like that, I don't really remember it being brought up a bunch in school growing up, like in the public school. So, so like, I don't know. I mean, that'd be interesting to see. Maybe that's a poll we'll throw out there. Like, you know, were you hearing about Juneteenth? Were you taught about Juneteenth? Like, while you were in school? Because I don't think I was, Trey. Like, I don't think it was something that was really like, maybe I, i'm probably a little bit early maybe like sometime in college or something but i don't know i can't pinpoint it but it was definitely not i wasn't in like middle school or high school and even like knowing what that was and maybe that's just you know my bad there but yeah i'm not sure but regardless you know that's pretty cool um you know that that's something and like you said i'm, I'm a little surprised um as well but hey we'll take it right you know we'll, we'll, we'll take our small wins i don't know this doesn't push really the needle necessarily forward to me in terms of a lot of the other stuff that we have going on, but Hey, it's something nice, right? Maybe, you know, that means our kids, kids, you know, at least I have that. Right. And they'll be taught because it's an actual, we'll take it. Yep. Like you said, yeah, we'll take it. So that being said, we'll wrap this thing up. Obviously, you know, thank you everyone for listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed the content. We'll we'll bring you more playoff content. Of course, Trey, you know, we haven't forgot about the people with the hip hop conversation. A lot of people have been, you know, wanting us to follow up about that. Um, you know, obviously some albums have dropped and things like that. We're going double time with these playoffs. So we will bring that to you very soon. Um, and I know we got a lot of thoughts about that as well. So, um, you know, Trey, any closing remarks? Uh, yeah, I just want to add, you know, again, like you said, the hip hop um, discussion. Um, obviously, you know, we're focusing on uh, basketball right now. But um, once the playoffs end, you know, we do hope to kind of tackle some of these um, other topics. And that's non-sports related, like hip hop and 
any other thing that we see, you know, culturally or socially. So um, please do look forward to us um, tackling those topics more so um, after the basketball season is over with. Absolutely, man. Once again, thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week.